0: That's T-R-E-L-L-O
1: Hey guys, welcome to the In Penny Stock podcast. I'm your host, Mubarak Shah, CPA and founder of In Penny Stock. And on this show, I help people around the world take control of their finances, understand the markets, you know, regardless of your background experience, and help you get to a place where you don't have to worry about checking your bank account or ever living paycheck to paycheck again. Now, if you like the show, I'd love it if you can click subscribe, so that way you get my new episodes automatically downloaded and sent to you as soon as they come out so you can stay fresh on the hottest investment opportunities and education and now finally before we start today's show uh, if you're interested in learning more please feel free to text the word stocks s-t-o-c-k-s to the number 44222 from your phone or wherever you are and you'll automatically be subscribed to our email list where you'll get our free masterclass on how you can get started learning the market and taking control of your
0: finances.
1: All right, let's get into the show.
0: Hey guys, Mubarak here of InPenny Stock. Hope you're doing well today. In this episode, I wanna go into the three major factors that you have to look at in regards to technical analysis, all right, for your investing and stock market success. So just to start off, technical analysis is when you are looking at the visuals or the graph Of the stock, right? So the, uh, financial metrics that you can visualize on a graph, the ones that, you know, when you look at a stock price chart, uh, that's what I'm referring to, right? And so day traders actually utilize just the things that they visualize on the screens in order to make their decisions. All right. There's successful stock traders and day traders that make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars without even understanding the stock that they're trading. Okay? They're just trading ticker symbols, right? like how Facebook is FB, Apple is APPL. Right? Those are very popular stocks that we know. But if you become a day trader and if you start doing uh, trading, swing trading, or basically a you know, very easy method to understand it, if you're looking to buy and sell stocks for high profitability with relatively high risk, if you can control it, uh, then you want to be able to understand what you're looking for. All right, there's a reason why traders sit behind a desk and are looking at a bunch of different screens. And I want to try to break that down in this episode to understand what are the most important factors. Right, So with the nature of this topic, the three that I'm going to go into aren't in any prioritized order. Uh, it's just kind of how I thought about it uh, in terms of how you should visualize it. Okay, So the first thing I always do right, when I'm looking at a stock price, is understanding the point of support and resistance, all right? And usually within a 52-week time frame. What that establishes is what is the highest point that the stock has gone to and what is the lowest point the stock has gone to. And in order to, there's varying levels of, um, you should almost say believability when you're looking at these charts, okay? If a stock has just only hit the high one time And only hit the low one time, and then it's just it's just going all over the place. You can't really understand the pattern from it, because that's what you're doing. I hope you understand that when you're trading, you are truly looking for observing patterns that occur again and again within that specific stock price history. And it sounds odd because, you know, you're when I was at least starting, and I think a lot of new students. When they're looking at the stock market they they don't tend to believe that they don't tend to think that they should be able to discover patterns in the stock price because usually people are like oh what's the product what's the company you know how much are they doing like do they have enough money these are all important for long-term trading and i'll do a different episode on you know if you're looking to invest long term what is prioritized but for the short term when you're looking at a stock right i have a whole series at inpennystock.com talking about how to research a stock in five minutes or less. And essentially, these are the quick points that I automatically look for the second I look at a stock. And honestly, you can analyze all of this information that I'm going to discuss in this episode within a minute of looking at a stock. But understanding the patterns and knowing what it means is just as important. So. Those initial, the first major factor is the support and resistance level, you know, between which two price points is the stock bouncing and is it trading in, all right? Because from that limited analysis, again, I you have to understand that stock trading is fast, it's volatile, it's, it's quick. You're not going to sit and try to understand everything about the business, everything about the industry before you make an investment decision. Nobody in the world has time to do that. And nobody does that. Okay? So you need to be quick, you, you need to be understanding what you're looking for. So establish the points of support and resistance. The top of the price chart and the bottom of the price chart. And now going back into what I mentioned about a minute, minute 30 seconds ago about the believability of the chart is whenever if 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 you see that the stock price seems to for some reason, and again you can change change the time frame. I change it to I change it to all the time frames available: one day, five day, one uh, five days usually one week, one month, three months, six months, twelve month, right? And what you're trying to understand is what is the differences in the trading pattern and which price points does the stock seem to be revolving around, all right? If I look at a stock price chart and I see that it always goes to seven times in the last year, it went up to one dollar and then went down and it never passed $1, I can feel confident that that is a point of resistance, right? So you think about it as a barrier, you know, to, to make sure you don't get support and resistance confused. You know, resistance is where is the stock price getting resisted from going higher? And then at the bottom, on the flip side of that, the support level would be what seems to, every time the stock hits this bottom low, it seems to bounce back up. It seems to have some life support to spring back into action. All right, that's the point of support. So again, if I'm looking through these time frames and I'm seeing that every time the stock goes to 50 cents, it tends to bounce back up, then I can feel confident that that's a point of resistance. And that can teach you something that's very helpful because then, right, if you understand that, right, if you find a stock that's just always bouncing between 50 cents and a dollar, and there are stocks out there, you know, I, I recommend you look at Omnicom and I might even do a video of it but i know people who literally just buy omnicom when it goes low and sell it when it's high because it's always bouncing around the same range for the last decade and they do it like clockwork and they make a bunch of money from it right so there's the, you you it's it's weird to think about that the stock market can almost be like a game where you're just looking for a pattern but that is the reality of the situation okay let me break down the background mechanics i don't want to get too technical but just so that you understand why this happens, it's because people are automatically setting points for themselves in order to profit or in order to sell. So the stock price, of course, is dependent upon whether people are buying or selling. It has nothing to do with the actual company itself, right? Say, God forbid, Tesla ran out of cash tomorrow, but people were still hyping about it well in the stock market and in the news. We would be fine. Tesla price would probably still go higher, even though they're out of money, the CEO's gone, whatever. So it's literally just about who's buying and who's selling, right? So people are automatically, especially in today's world with technology, before you had to go to Wall Street, you had to have a broker that was sitting on the trading floor that would have your order. So you had to call them up and place this certain order. In today's world, a lot of people have automated brokerages automated order placement where there's just sitting in a queue of a sea of orders, pretty much. And millions of people can put in these orders because it's all just digital and through technology. And so this type of automation and almost laziness of orders and profit making allows for these types of patterns to emerge. And it's up to you as a day trader and as a successful day trader, if you follow our rules. You know, the, to be able to find those and be able to profit off them. Okay, so going right into that, I want to go into the second major factor, which is level two, right? Because I just told you that there's all of these orders sitting, right? And so you might be asking me, well, how do I know? You know, I, who do, how do I know if someone who's selling at a dollar versus someone who wants to sell at a dollar fifty versus someone who wants to buy at 75 cents? And that's a great question. And fortunately, you know, after you understand my first point, you can now understand that how important that information is because if I know that somebody is trying to sell a million shares of stock, and this happens especially with penny stocks, if I know that someone is trying to offload a million shares of stock at a dollar, then once the stock hits that dollar point and the sales start happening, there's probably not a lot high likelihood of that stock breaking the dollar which gives me a few key pieces of information to work with. First of all, I know where the level of resistance is. Okay. I know kind of where I should profit off of, right? Because there's a certain there's different parts of a trade. You have to do your research. Then you have to execute the trade. You know, you have to put in the trade and hope that it gets filled. And then you have to determine your exit. All right. So trading has multiple steps to it. And once you realize that, okay, listen, at a dollar, this guy has a million shares to sell, you should strategically try to just sell at 99 cents. Because there's a high probability that your order won't be filled at that 1 million and that the price will just take a downturn. And you might be stuck holding the bag, which could have been your potential profits money in your pocket. Okay, so first was support and resistance. Second is level two. And so that is super strategic that I have a whole bunch of videos and courses that are in penny stock Backend in the VIP membership that go into level two. If you're not trading with level two, you're not a trader. You're pretty much just gambling or speculating. You know, that's how important it is. That's how important level two is to have and, you know, all broker pretty much all brokerage platforms provide it. So if you have a broker right now, definitely figure out how to utilize it and how to get access to it. And at mpennystock.com we have videos on how to get more insight from level two. Okay? And then finally the three the, the third major metric that I think a lot of people overlook is volume. Amount of shares traded. Okay, that's volume. And a lot of the times you'll only be able to see volume based off of either it's just like an average number when you're seeing the metrics, you know, usually there's a couple different figures if you have Robinhood or if you have the stocks app on your iPhone or if you're going Yahoo Finance or Google stocks. However, you're kind of looking at these stocks, you'll see that there's only a few um, key pieces of information. They usually give you like, the open price, the high, the low, the close, the dividend yield. You know, they give you like the range. And, and so one of the pieces of information in that is volume. And volume refers to how many people are buying and selling that stock price on a daily basis. The reason that's so important and the reason I set that as a minimum threshold for any stock I trade at about 100000 is because you need that type of liquidity or ability to get in and out of your position in order for you to be a successful trader. All right. There's every trader including successful ones, have tens, hundreds of stories of times where they weren't able to enter or exit a trade at the time that they wanted to, which either caused them to lose money or miss out on profits or whatever, right? And it's just negative situation. And the reason for that is because there wasn't enough volume. There weren't enough people buying and selling shares. That's why it occurred.
1: Hope you enjoyed that podcast. I know we went into a lot of detail. Uh, but if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at admin, a D M I N at and feel free to comment, review and subscribe. That way you'll get notified immediately when we drop the new podcast and I'm focusing on dropping a new podcast every day. So on your commute to work at the gym, whenever you're walking, or even just for a casual briefing on what's going on in the markets, you can definitely get an episode from here at in Penny stock. And finally, always let me know about what topics you're interested in, either via the
0: review or emailing me and I'll make sure we deliver the content you're looking for. Thanks for your time.